morning and welcome to our family service this morning. If you got a wee order of service, the theme today is worship is fun. Um, unfortunately, I have to start the service with, uh, it's been a very sad week, as most of you already will know. And it's with deep regret that I announced the death of Mrs. Elizabeth Wilson, known to us as Liz, uh, who passed away on Wednesday morning. Our deepest sympathy and our thoughts and our prayers go out to her, to her husband, John, and daughters, Anthea and Heather. The burial will be on Monday, that's tomorrow, 25th of September, 10 a.m. at Clandy Boy Cemetery. And a Thanksgiving service will then take place here at the church tomorrow morning at 11. And again, it's with deep regret that I announce the death of Mrs. Mita Henry, who passed away on Saturday the 16th of September. And our deepest sympathy, our thoughts, and our prayers go out to her daughter Gail and her two sons Brent and Neil, and to the whole family circle. The funeral service will take place in Clark's funeral home on Tuesday the 26th of September at half past 12, and then followed by a short service at Roseland's crematorium at 2 p.m. And it is also with deep regret that I announce the death of Mr. Robert Wilson, who passed away last Sunday, Sunday the 17th of September. And our deepest sympathy and our thoughts and our prayers go out to his wife, Lorraine, and his son, Stephen, and daughter, Nicola, and the whole family circle. The funeral service will take place here in the church on Wednesday, the 27th of September at 1.30 p.m., followed by the burial at Clandy Boy Cemetery at 3 p.m. And uh, you probably not remember all that, so it's in your order of service, the times and the details of all of those funerals. Let us just pray for a moment before we go any further. Father, we want to thank you for Liz Wilson and for Mita Henry and for Robert Wilson. They are precious members of this congregation. And Lord, they will be missed. And Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for their families. And our hearts are with their families this morning. Lord, we pray that through your grace would be with them, that your strength would be in them, that your arms would be round about them, that you would help them, Father, through this dark period in their lives. And Lord, may they be aware of your presence this week and in the weeks to come. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. The church committee meets on tomorrow evening, uh, Tuesday the 25th of September at 7.30 p.m. If you would like to attend, uh, that's not tomorrow evening, that's actually Tuesday evening, Tuesday the 25th of September at half past seven, the church committee. If you'd like to attend the Alpha course, um, please fill in the slip and drop it in the box in the vestibule today. If you have any questions, uh, you'd like to speak to me. The course is starting on Wednesday, this Wednesday coming, the 27th of September at 8 p.m. Um, again, I emphasize that this is a course for you to come and relax and enjoy, and you'll not be asked to do anything. It's something to build up your faith, and it'll be every other week. It'll be alternate weeks, alternate weeks from the home groups. So if you'd like to come, fill in a wee slip. And, uh, but if you forget to fill in a slip today, don't worry about coming along on Wednesday night. It'll be in the, the prayer room. Next Sunday, the 1st of October, we have our Sunday morning prayer time at 10 a.m. again in the prayer room or the wee quiet room beside there. 
Also next Sunday, we'll have the Return of Life Lounge at half past seven, when our guest will be the Reverend Alvin Little, and waiting for Sophie will be leading the worship, and I hope you will come along for that. Um, tea and coffee, anybody uh, wants to hang about afterwards, you're very, very welcome. Visitors are very, very welcome for tea and coffee and a little biscuit. And I'm going to ask Ben. Ben's got something he'd like to announce. For too long, uh, I just want to announce that we as a church and as a, an HR team thought it would be great this year to maybe do some things for young parents and families. And so I very soon will be putting out a little survey on Facebook and it'll be physical copies in the church as well. So just to make you aware of that so that you can get it far and wide to any young families that you know and maybe you're a young family yourself, I see a few of you, it's for you. So it'll be on Facebook and there'll be physical copies just to write down some services you might like to see from the church, some ideas you might want to see put into place, uh, just so that we have a better idea um, of what, what may be beneficial and what may be helpful. So just to make you all aware of that so that we can get it spread far and wide. Thanks. Thank you, Ben. Um, just want to read a passage. I want to ask the children, you want to come up to the front? Because I'm coming down. I'm coming down. Come on, come on up to the front. There's loads of cushions and everything, because I'm going to be doing most of the stuff up here, and we're going to be doing a bit of fun up here as well. Okay? Anybody coming down? Come on, you're not going to leave me here by myself. I've got a proposal for you. I've got something I want to ask you all. Something to ask your teachers. Okay. Come on up, Grace. Well done. Come on ahead, everyone. Okay. Okay. It's okay if you don't want to come up. That's okay. Um, now, listen, we're going to sing a very exciting song very soon. Okay. But. What I want to say to you, see, we want to try and develop a youth band at the front, okay? And we'd love all of you to be able to play an instrument at the front on a Sunday morning, okay? Now, what I want you to ask your teacher is, you say to your teacher, would you teach me a musical instrument? And tell them, if they do, that the minister will buy them a fish supper. Okay, do you know what a fish supper is? Fish and chips. So I want to, ha I want to be going to hot stuff, and I want to be buying a whole lot of fish suppers because I want you to learn a musical instrument. If they teach you a musical instrument, I will buy your teacher a fish supper. Will you tell them that? Will you tell them that? Oh, do you play an instrument? Oh, do you? What instrument do you play? You do not. A violin, that's amazing. Well, you keep, you keep that going. And Grayson, you play the guitar, don't you? You're learning the guitar. That's brilliant. Okay, so we've got this song we're going to sing. And it's, meanwhile, until we get that, until we get that band, that youth band up here, we've got some instruments here at the front. So would like you to play. Would you like to pick an instrument? Who would like to pick an instrument to play this song? It's called My Lighthouse. And it's, it's quite noisy. 
So you want to pick a wee instrument? There you go. Would you like to pick an instrument? There you go. Great. Anybody else want to come play an instrument? You're welcome. Okay. Now, my lighthouse, why do you think we're singing this song? What does a lighthouse normally do? It, it shows the boats where there's rocks, where there's danger, so that at night this lighthouse comes on and it, and it guides them away from the rocks. And when we talk about Jesus as our lighthouse, that's what we're saying. He's our guide. He guides us away from that which is bad and guides us to that which is good. Okay, so we're going to, there's actions in this. And uh, Ben, will you come up and give me a hand here? And uh, we'd like everyone to get, knock yourselves out. Just do it. You know, just enjoy it. We're going to worship God and we're going to celebrate the fact that God guides us through life like a boat going around a lighthouse. He guides us every step of the way. Okay. Okay, just need the music. <laughs> you won't walk out, your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. Silence, you won't let go. In the questions, your truth will hold. Your great love will lead me through. You are the peace in my troubled sea. Whoa, you are the peace in my troubled sea. to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore, safe to shore. I won't feel what tomorrow brings, with each morning I'll rise and sing, my God's love will
Okay. I'm going to ask Shelley, is going to come and do a reading for us from John chapter 21, verses 12 to 17. Good morning, everyone. Um, Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. Now none of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came and took the bread and gave it to them, and so with the fish. This was now the third time that Jesus was revealed to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. Now, I want to know what boys and girls get excited about, okay? Now, I've got a, a list of things here, and if you're really excited, when you get excited about these things, I want you to cheer. Mums and dads as well, right? Everyone, grandas and grandas, I want you to cheer if you're excited about these things. And I want you to go boo if you're not excited. Okay, sweets. Yay! <laughs> Broccoli. Boo! Football. Yay! Oh, boo! <laughs> There's a mix, mix there, are you bit? Now, holidays. Yay! Santa! Yay! Yay. Cleaning! Yay. Party! Yay. Yay! School! <laughs> Sorry, teachers. Okay. Worship. Okay. I think it's exciting to worship God, to worship a God who cares so much about us. He really loves us and He really cares for us. And you know what worship is? Sometimes we make it so complicated, but you know what it's like? It's like giving God a big hug. It's as simple as that. It's telling him that we love him. Now, Shelley read out a passage there because Peter had been really sad. He had been so sad because when Jesus had been arrested, he was sitting around a campfire waiting to find out what was going to happen to, to Jesus. And somebody came over to him and said, you know Jesus, don't you? He says, I don't know him. Somebody else came over and said to him, you are one of his disciples. I've seen you with him. I don't know him. I don't know him. Somebody else came over and said, you do. You know him. You are a Galilean. You come from up there where Jesus was ministering. You do know him. And he went, and he started swearing. And he start, started saying, I don't know him. I don't know him. I don't know him. And just at that moment, Jesus came walking out 
and he caught Peter's eye, and Peter felt so ashamed that he went off, and we're told he cried bitterly, but the actual Greek is, at the original, he cried until his, his lungs hurt. You ever cried that much when you hurt your knee in the playground or something, or you've hurt your arm, and you really cry hard? That's what he did. So when Jesus then was crucified, and then three days later he rose from the dead, he wanted to meet all of his disciples, and he wanted to bless them. So he made them breakfast on the beach. And there he was with another big campfire. He was making breakfast with fish and bread, and it was lovely. And Peter came running up the beach, and they all had a lovely, lovely time together. And then Jesus took Peter to the side. And Jesus just wanted one question to be answered. He says, do you love me? That's the only thing that mattered to Jesus. Peter, do you love me? I'm not worried about that you let me down. All I want to know is, do you love me? And that's what worship is about on a Sunday morning. It's about saying, I love you, Lord. It's as simple as that. It's like giving him a big, 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 big hug. So we're going to sing a wee song now. We're going to sing, and you please feel free to use the instruments. If you want to try another instrument out, here you go. You can change your instrument at any time. And it's simply telling the Lord that we love him. It's called, I love you, Lord. And we're going to stand and we're all going to proclaim this. And let's sing it from our hearts. Because often we can just sing the words, but it's not registering in there. Let us sing from our hearts. I love you, Lord. with everyone okay good morning oh good we're on <clears throat> so i'm going to split as usual the room in half here oh the kids have gone that's okay we'll keep yours in half so you guys are team one 
and you guys are team two, and we're going to do a true or false quiz. And so I'm going to give you a statement, and if you think it's true, I want you, if you're able, to stand. And if you think it's false, I want you to sit. So we're going to do one side at a time, and then if we need to, I'll do a tiebreaker question. So I'll do team one first. So remember, stand if you think this is true, and stay seated if you think it's false. So here's the first one. Adam and Eve's third son was called Seth. Their third son was called Seth. So stand if you think that's true, and sit if you think that's false. You think false? You're all wrong. He was their third son, Abel, Cain, and Seth. So, zero for this team, right? You guys, Moses' father-in-law, his wife's dad, was called Jethro. So stand if you think that's true, and sit if you think that's false. So Moses' father-in-law was called Jethro. Yes, well done this team. So one to this team. Okay. Now, hopefully you can redeem yourselves, team one. Goliath, the giant who King David defeated, was a Midianite from Midian. So stand if you think that's true, or sit if you think that's false. So Goliath was a Midianite. You're right, he wasn't, he was a Philistine. So well done. Okay, you guys. Elijah was a well-known prophet. The prophet who succeeded him was known as Elisha. Elisha. So stand if you think that's true, or sit if you think it's false. Most people saying true, and most people are right. Well done, this team. Okay. This, this team. Judah, the southern kingdom of Israel, was conquered by Assyria. So Judah, the south, was conquered by Assyria. Stand if you think that's true. Sit if you think that's false. Is your saying true? <laughs> you guys are wrong. It was false. <laughs> Ju Judah was conquered by Babylon. The north was conquered by Assyria. <laughs> okay, so these guys need to get two wrong to catch up. Daniel and his three friends were taken to Babylon. Stand if you think that's true. Sit if you think it's false. Yes, that one was true. Well done. Okay. Now, guys, let's hopefully not get another one wrong. The prophet Micah tried running away from God and was swallowed by a big fish. Is that true or false? The prophet Micah tried running from God and was swallowed by a big fish. So stand if you think that's true. Sit if false. Yes, you're right. It was false. That was Jonah who ran away and was swallowed by the fish. Okay. The last book in the Old Testament is called Nahum. The last book of the Old Testament is called Nahum. Stand if you think that's true. No? It was Malachi. Well done. Okay. The angel Michael told Mary that she would give birth to Jesus. Stand if you think that's true. Sit if you think it's false. The angel Michael. You're right. It was the angel Gabriel. You're getting better, team one. Okay, a few more. John the Baptist who prepared the way for Jesus, lived in the desert and ate locusts and honey. Stand if you think that's true. It was true. Well done, this team. Peter 
was originally called Simon. There's a real sheep mentality amongst you guys. Yes, that's right though. Okay. Well, we'll finish it out. I think this team have won, but still, it's interesting. Pontius Pilate flew airplanes, and that's why he's called Pilate. So, so stand if you think that's true, or sit if you think it's false. Oh, how'd you get that one wrong? Yes. No, that's obviously false. He was called Pilate because I don't know. <laughs> Last two for each one. The Apostle Paul first encountered Jesus while on the road to Nineveh. So Paul encountered him on the road to Nineveh. Is that true or false? That's false. It was on the road to Damascus. Okay, and last one. Now, I really hope you all get this one right. Jesus is Lord and will come again. Is Lord and will come again. I'm glad no one sat down for that one. That is true. Yes. <laughs> well done, everyone. I think Team 2 decisively won that. So well done, Team 2. Okay. Okay. And now your offering will be received. All is stripped away. I simply come Longing just to bring Something that's of worth That will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required Such much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my heart I'm coming back to the heart of worship And it's all about you It's all about you, Jesus I'm sorry, Lord, for the It's all about you, Jesus King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Okay. Part of our worship is what we give to God um, in tithes and offerings as well. So we're just going to hand this over to God. Lord, we, we thank you that worship is all about you, as Matt Redman was singing there. It's about you, Jesus. And Lord, often we can get caught up in the sidelines and the frills of it all, but it is basically when we strip it all back, it's all about you, Lord Jesus. I pray that we would exalt you in our congregation here on a Sunday and exalt you in our lives, and we pray that you would take uh, these tithes and these offerings, Lord, and that they would use them to exalt Jesus in this church and in this community. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Okay, boys and girls, the next thing I want to look at is who do we worship? Who do we worship? Okay, anybody else want to come up? You're all right? You okay, Grace? <laughs> okay, who do we worship? In, right in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we're told, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What a massive, massive, powerful, strong God he is. He created the earth. But yet, what a, a contrast when God took on flesh and becomes a little baby. Can you think of anything more different? God, the mighty God, God, the creator of the universe, puts the stars in place, fills the oceans with all of the fish and the air with the birds, and fantastic God we have, and yet a little baby. A little baby that comes to Bethlehem, whose name is Jesus, who'll be called Emmanuel God with us. It's, it's, it's an amazing thought. And whenever Jesus was here on earth, there were people listening to him, and they were scratching their heads, and they were saying, who is this man? Isn't that Mary and Joseph's son? Isn't that the son of the, the carpenter in Nazareth? Who is he? And even Jesus was talking to his disciples one day, and he, they'd been out visiting different villages, and Jesus came and he said to them, who do people say that I am? And some said, well, some think you're a prophet, Elijah, Jeremiah. Some people are saying you're even John the Baptist raised from the dead. It's really weird. And Jesus looked at them and he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter looked Jesus straight in the eyes, and he said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus says, God has revealed this to you. Heaven has revealed this to you. And you remember that time when Jesus was baptized by John? And suddenly in the air, suddenly in the sky, the heavens opened, and God spoke and said, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Or remember when Jesus was on the cross, and he, I said, Father, forgive them. And with every nail that went into his hands and into feet, he forgave more and more and more and more. With every nail and every punch, he forgave more. So much so that it was such a witness to this young soldier standing looking after the crucifixions that when Jesus died, he turned around and he said, truly, this was the Son of God. This is who we worship, God the Creator, God, the powerful God, who was there in the beginning before anything else, who created the universe, but yet came as a little baby, a helpless little baby, and was pinned on the cross for you and I. We have a God who loves us. We have a God who cares for us. We have a God who strengthens us and supports us. And that's who we worship. That is who we worship. And that's the God that's going to be with those three families this week. He'll be there to support them, to encourage them, and to help them. So, okay. Children aren't listening to me. <laughs> no, okay. Right. Um, now, here's another one. Ben, I need you up for this one. 
he's my personal assistant, he's much fitter than me. And I saw this on video, and it really looks like I could have a heart attack whenever I'm doing this. But if I do fall down, just keep going. It says, you will never run away, okay? And God is faithful. You know, we can have wee friends that go off with other friends, and that hurts, doesn't it? We can have people that we thought would be there for us in the bad times, but sometimes they're not. But this song is celebrating the fact that Jesus will never leave. Jesus is a best friend who will never leave you, never forsake you. He will never run away. It's called You Will Never Run Away. I advise anybody with hip replacements or or heart monitors not to use this one. You're forever mine. You will never run away. You're by my side.
hope the doctors aren't on strike today. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask Terry. Terry's going to come up and do a memory verse with you, boys and girls, with the congregation. So Terry, there you are. <laughs> Uh, hello there, folks. Um, I think it's, can you see that? It's too far away from me, and I've got the wrong version here, so forgive me. <laughs> I'll read it out of this. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And this is a memory verse. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with, play, with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Do any is ever, is there anybody here over 40? Could you, could you just put up your hand if you're over 40? There's some people here are telling lies. Um, okay. Do you remember a thing called the catechism? I only remember one thing about the, the catechism, which is basically little sayings and verses to it, to, about your faith. And... Uh, Obviously a future entertainer. But anyway, uh, and the one, only one I remember is that man's chief end is to glorify God. Now all the serious ones agree with that, don't they? All the serious ones don't agree with an expert. What is it, Rosemary? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. To enjoy him forever. So all we're doing in this memory verse is doing that glorifying God and enjoying him. So, is there anybody here under 25? Right? Could, uh, could, the, under, sorry. could the under 25s come up to the front, please? Yes, John, that's you. Now, is there anybody else under 25? Grayson, will you join me? Come on, son, come on up. Bring mommy up as well, because she's under tw oh, right, oh, thank you. Thank you. I finally arrived. I got one of these things. So anyway, so uh, anybody else under 25? Uh, come on, come on, for goodness. And nobody else under, Mary, you know you're coming 25. <laughs> she's 26, she's just embarrassing. Okay, so can we remember this? Now, what do you tell your kids when you want them to enjoy themselves? What do you say? Shake yourself out. So those who are over 25, could you all stand up, please, and shake? 
Shake all that looseness out of you. Yes, come on, come on. Mark told me you wouldn't do this for him, but you would do it for me. So shake yourself out. Okay, have we loosened? Have we loosened? Okay, have a seat again. Okay. So the first bit is, can we all say it together? That's yes. This is no. That's who is he. Okay, can we all say it together? Yes. Rubbish. Can we all say it together? Yes. You're not saying it loud. Can we all say it together? Yes. Right, okay. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Can you see it? Come on, won't you see it? Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And his courts with praise. You're under 25. Come on, come on, you're under 20. Come on, you're under 25. Daddy's, if daddy's that age, you're at least that age. Come on, you get up here. Oh, we'll not ask mommy because she would hit me. Uh, okay, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Now, what does that mean? Enter within the gates of where God is. Come into his house. Come into the tabernacle. Come into the church. And his courts. What, what are courts? There's some ex-police here should definitely know what courts are. <laughs> courts are an area where somebody gives judgment. Where somebody is worshipped. So, enter his gates and come into his courts with praise. Enjoy it. And give thanks to him and bless his name gives thanks to him. So can we all say that? Enter his courts with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Is that fair enough? Yes. Now, if the Lord was here instead of me and he was telling you these words, which he did through his, his word, did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy that? Yes. Now, the Lord Jesus is here. The Holy Spirit is here. The Father is listening. Did you enjoy that? Yes. Okay, now the embarrassing bit for John. Okay, here we go. We're going to have a song to remember this verse. So do you remember this one? Take it away, Karen. Now, we're going to enjoy it, and we're going to dance and sing. Is that all right? Yes. This is yes, that's no. And come on, everybody stand up, for goodness sake.
Thank you, folks. Forgive me for embarrassing you, so. Okay, final wee point. We're coming near the end of our family service, and you'll see on your order service, what is active worship? What's active worship? Worship is something more than just here on a Sunday morning. Because it's easy to come here on a Sunday morning and worship the Lord and do all the right things in church and then live however you want, Monday to Saturday. But active worship is more than that. Listen to what Paul says. Paul writes this in Romans 12, verse 1. He says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. You're going to have God to help you to do this. He says, take your everyday, your ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. What he's saying is that every part of your life can be an act of worship to God. For example, boys and girls, say you're in school. Imagine you're in school, and there's a new wee boy comes into your class or a new wee girl. You can either ignore them and play with your friends, or you can go over and make friends with them and make them feel at home. Which do you think is the best thing to do? To go over and make friends. Or imagine somebody else, imagine you've done something wrong in class. You've, you've, you've tipped over a paint pot, but the teacher didn't see you. And somebody else that was standing beside you gets the blame. Now, you can either, okay, Joey got the blame there, I'm stepping well aside, or else you could go and say, Miss, it was me. Which do you think is the right thing to do? And what Paul's saying, it's, it, the right thing to do is go over and confess, but Paul's saying in our lives every day, there are decisions that we have to make. We can either choose what's right or what's wrong. And Paul says, it's worse, our worship can be at school, it can be in college, it can be when we're doing the dishes, it can be when we're peeling the spuds, it can be when we're out with our friends. Every part of our lives can be an act of worship to God. Now, I've got something. I don't want the kids just to do it. Rini has agreed to do it. Uh, Rini's very arty and creative what I want everybody to do, even those who are sitting watching and can't get to church because they're not well. I want you to do it as well and give it to your elder. I want you to take one photograph of your, of, you don't, you're, if, you're not, if you're conscious about your, yourself being in a photograph, you don't, ha you don't have to be in a photograph. But photograph even your, what you do, what, what is your normal week? It could be a hobby that you do. It could be walking the dog. It could be mummies. It could be making the dinner. It could be, well, I'm a bit, that's a bit sexist, isn't it? <laughs> no, but it could be in school, at the BB, at the kids club, which actually is starting, which I forgot to announce, Rita told me, is starting this Friday. It could be anything, just a typical thing. It doesn't, it's not necessarily a spiritual thing but anything, and I want you to take one photograph that defines or what, what, what are you involved in, ordinary, ordinary life, Monday to Saturday. 
And what we're going to do is we're going to get all the photographs and we're going to make a collage and we're going to put it out there as you come in. We're going to be doing it after harvest, after we've done all the banners for harvest. It'll go up there and it'll show how we have to worship God in not just Sunday morning, but in every aspect, every area, home, work, play, everywhere, that our hearts can worship God by how we do our day to day. And that's what Paul is saying there. Take your everyday, ordinary life, you're sleeping and you're eating and you're going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. So, okay. Now, I've got a wee video for you. We'll, we'll put the wee video on, okay, and then we'll finish with a song. Um, but as a wee video, sort of wrapping up a wee bit about what it is to worship God. God's story, worship. So part of God's story is about worship, and it goes like this. Worship is showing God we love him because he's the most important thing. It can look like lots of different things, but what matters is that you're focusing on God with your mind, your heart, and even with your body. That's what a guy named David did. David was king of Israel and was really famous for defeating Goliath, making plans to build a huge temple for God, and leading the Israelites to victory in battle. He was a powerful and important guy. Well, Israel's enemies had stolen something that was really valuable. And one day, King David's army came back from a battle and they had gotten it back. They were marching and playing music in the streets. It was like a parade. And because he knew God had blessed them, David started to dance in front of everyone. It must have been kind of silly to see King David, a great warrior, dancing in the streets. Even his wife said she didn't think that's how a king should behave. But David said, I did it to honor God. I will celebrate before the Lord. David didn't care if worshiping God made him look funny to other people, as long as it made God happy. Because to David, God was the most important thing. We can also show God he's the most important thing to us by being generous. Like in the story of the widow and the two mites. One day, Jesus and his followers saw some people who were tithing or giving money at the temple. Some people had a lot of money. They were able to give more money than other people, and they were kind of showing off. But Jesus pointed out a poor woman whose husband had died. She came up to offer two mites, or tiny coins, to give at the temple. It was way less than what the rich people were giving. But Jesus said, what I'm about to tell you is true. That poor widow has put more into the offering box than all the others. They all gave a lot because they're rich, but she gave even though she is poor. She put in everything she had. That was all she had to live on. Jesus was saying that what matters isn't how much we give or how impressive it is to others. The most important thing is that we're worshiping God. Jesus noticed that the widow gave up everything she had because she was worshiping God. We can also worship God by sacrificing or giving up something valuable for someone else. That's what Jesus' friend Mary did when Jesus was at her house having dinner. Mary had a fancy jar of really expensive perfume. She went right up to Jesus, broke the jar, and poured the expensive perfume onto Jesus' head. Then she kneeled down in front of Jesus and used her tears and her hair to wash his feet. People may have thought it was a huge waste of money to use so much perfume like that, or even thought it was weird for her to wash Jesus' feet with her hair. But Jesus said, leave her alone. She has done a beautiful thing for me. 
See, Jesus knew he was about to make the ultimate sacrifice to rescue everyone. And later, when he was arrested, tried, and put to death, he could remember what Mary did for him out of worship. Now, we may not dance in the street or give away all our money or pour out a bunch of fancy perfume, but there are lots of other ways we can show God we love him. Some people use their creativity to make art that worships God. Some people use their minds to find ways to help others. And some people even give their time to serve their neighbors because Jesus said the greatest commandment besides loving God is to love others. These are all ways to tell God he's the most important thing. The Bible says, offer yourselves as living sacrifices to God. This is your true and proper worship. And that's a little of what the Bible says about worship. So in case you missed it, here's the quick version. Worship is telling God he's the most important thing. David worshiped by dancing. The widow worshiped by giving all her money away. Mary worshiped by giving something valuable to Jesus. We can all worship in lots of different ways. And that's a part of God's story. London singer, our final song, it's uh, We Want to See Jesus Lifted High. As we exalt him, he says he'll draw us to himself. So let's, let's exalt him as we finish this morning. <coughs> Instrument. But if there's someone here that has that musical gift 
of, of, of anything, of singing, of playing the guitar, or anything, that that's your musical gift. If you could offer that, we'd like to try and, and establish a, a worship team at the front, trying to connect with the young ones. And can I just remind you about the young ones? Because drop-in is on on Tuesday night. They're going to the Dundonald Ice Bowl. Uh, and Rita is, uh, and, and William are doing the Kids Club on Friday night. So they're looking forward to that. You're very welcome to come to that. And the Youth Fellowship, Amy and Michael are doing an amazing job. An amazing job. And they're on every other week. And they were on there on Friday night, but it'll not be this Friday, but the following Friday. But they are doing an amazing job. So anyone from like Form 1, what's that, Year 8? Yeah, go, go up, upwards. And very welcome to come along. And it's a chill night. So let me just finish with a benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, which is ours in Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, not just today, but tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday and every day of the week. Amen. Hold on, kids. Anybody want a wee notebook? Would you like a wee notebook? <laughs> a wee notebook? Anybody like a notebook? <laughs> you give them out, eh? Thanks.